Greetings to those of you who are not content living life as you did yesterday. And greetings to you who listen to this podcast because you want tomorrow to be better than today. And especially greetings to those of you who have been touched, as I have, by the work and writings of Fred Dodson. Hi, it's Thomas Miller back on Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 99. Can you believe that we have almost done 100 of these over the last three and a half years together? I really appreciate you listening. And we are back on this episode with another interview with Fred. And you know that that means that we must have another audio book out. And we do. In fact, you're going to hear in this latest interview of the incredible things that Fred is doing right now. He is on a productive streak like none other. And as an overflow of that or an outflow of that, I've spent most of the last two months virtually back-to-back nearly every day narrating two more Fred Dodson audiobooks. One was recently released, and that's the one, of course, that we're going to talk about today. The other is now in the can, as we say, and will be out soon. And then Fred has promised that yet even another book and audiobook will be coming out on success So there's so much more to be looking forward to in the way of materials to help you elevate to a higher plane of living and create the world around you that you want. So this book is called The Miracles of Attention and Awareness. And the entire premise is that what we focus on consciously eventually makes its way to our subconscious as programming. You've heard about that somewhere before and then ultimately to our reality. And also, in reverse, many people today, and I tell a story about this actually in the interview to kick things off, many people don't pay attention to what's around them and miss a myriad of wonderful opportunities that the universe is trying to send their way. So the paradox is we have an over-attention or a hyper-intention on what we don't want or what we lack, And we have an absence of attention or distracted attention on what we do want. And that paradox is all part of the human experience. One other thing. Fred says that of all of his works, we're talking parallel universes of self, reality creation technique, levels of energy, everything that he has created and taught over the last 25 years, he says if he were to pick one topic as the most important it would be this, attention. It would be his one shot. So with that, do we have your attention? <laughs> Thought so. Let's talk to Fred. So Fred, tell us what you're, what you're doing now. You have been really busy. You've updated your website, seminars, traveling. What's going on in the world and life of Fred Dodson? Uh, there's a lot of exciting things going on at the moment. I'm making my, I'm bringing out my first app. Uh, which I'm excited about, because it's not an app for entertainment, not an app for inter- information. It's an app for awareness, and I want to offer that for free, and I want it to go really big. So that's that's one project I'm doing right now, actually. Right, I was doing it right this moment before we uh, started talking. Another project is that my website, my membership website, is coming out in the Arabic language, um, which, which is going to be massive. Another project is that um, two more books of mine are going to be coming out in other languages, Spanish and, and Italian. Um, and, and it goes on and on, okay? It's endless. Um, it all started when I uh, looked at my blog, okay, realitycreation.org, and, and I thought, hmm, I could turn this blog into a book, okay, just a book. And and so I kind of sorted uh, the whole blog by topics, and um, it turned out that it was worth seven books. Wow. <laughs> seven, you know, seven books, well, one of them being the one you just did, being 700 uh, pages. I mean, I, I didn't know I had written that much over the years. That is absolutely massive. So right now, I'm in the process of transforming the whole blog into seven books, and I've already done, let's see, one, two, 
Um, yeah, we, we've done, there's two books out now, Miracles of Attention and Awareness and Reality Creation and Manifestation. And the third one is coming out in about three weeks called Success Attract Success. And then there's another video course that I'm making at the moment called Levels of Energy, the video course. Ooh. I mean, the yeah, the, the, the projects are endless. I like being in this flow of constant creative work. It's so beautiful and it's rewarding. It's, it's rewarding in every way. So that's, yeah, that's what I'm into right now. You know, it's, it's just getting better and better. And you've revised <laughs> some things on your membership website as well. Yeah, I've done that too. I've, I've, um, updated the, 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 the whole site, um, and added some, some beautiful material, live course material, live footage, live videos. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just endless. Okay. I just keep on going. I see I'm, I'm in this state where I'm, where I can't stop. It's just uh, passionate and addictive. And that's the way work is supposed to be. I just love working right these days. It's, it's, you know, I often ask people, um, would you rather not work or work on something you really, really enjoy? And, and most people would choose the work they really enjoy rather than not work because you hear many people saying, well, I'd rather not work. I'd rather not work. But that's just not true if you have a real purpose and, 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 and some real passion there. So what have you been up to, if I may ask? I have been... Uh, well, in addition to narrating about a hundred hours on the audiobook, I have <laughs> <laughs> I have been working on some of my own things. You know, you and I did a coaching session back in December of 2015, and that has pretty much caught me on fire as well. So I'm working on two books of my own um, that are. Uh, set aside when I do the audiobooks. I don't work on them really simultaneously. So picking that back up, and then when the new book comes out, we'll kind of shift back over to that. And uh, also really been moving in the direction of seminars, workshops, and speaking engagements, which is something that you encouraged me to do during our coaching session. Yeah, so you're fired up as well, it seems. I was going to ask you what your trigger was for getting so active. I guess it was the idea, the the meditation on how short life is, you know. Mm. But life is life is actually really short. And um I had been writing articles for years and I thought, well this is getting kind of boring, okay? Uh, um so many articles. Uh, I I want to what would I have to do? I was actually looking into investment, investing my money, okay? And I, I found all these uh, investment sites and uh, funding sites and uh, on the Internet. And I thought it, it, it didn't feel right for me. I was looking for something to do. And then I thought, wait a minute, why not invest in my own, in my own stuff, okay? Mm. Why not take that to the next level? Am I ready for the next level? How could I take it to the next level? And the obvious answer was, well, I could uh, stop writing articles, turn them all into books. I could start doing videos. I could start doing apps, you know. That's how I could take it to the next level. Just the uh, desire to take it all to a higher level to improve, to improve it. And that desire I've always had. I've always had the intention to improve and improve and improve. And... I've got all this material, and it just requires, uh, instead of always, that's what I tell to, to people who have their own business, instead of always looking for the next new thing, why not improve what you already have? Mm -hmm. Don't always have to go to the next thing and then find something new. You can take that, which you've already produced, and make something better out of it. Take it to the next higher version of itself. So what's the next higher version of my uh, materials? Well, it's my materials on video, okay? So I don't know. I've, I've always been fired up. That's how I got, you know, up to 25 or 30 books written and uh, thousands of seminars done. I've always been fired up. It's just that right now I'm, it's, it's, it's the energy level, 
referring to my energy levels book that I'm on. It's passion and enthusiasm. It's what I'm exploring these days. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Well, I'm glad to be a part of the ride, I'll <laughs> tell you that. Let's talk about the book, The Miracles of Attention and Awareness. And I have a story maybe to kick okay. this you off. Always you always have a story to the to the books you you, you do. <laughs> <laughs> have to bring these books to life, see, and and it's like when you get out on these hiking trails in Colorado, that's a really good place to have these things uh, come to you experientially. I was hiking with a group of folks this past weekend, and one of the guys took off down the trail after our lunch break up at the top of where we were hiking to this lake and nobody knew where the where he had gone and as it turned out he had to have left because where we are where we were was a very small area around this lake and this guy was nowhere to be found we called his name the only other thing that could have happened is while we turned our head for a brief moment that a bear came around a tree and ate him real quick. I mean, that was the only thing. That was the only other thing that could have happened uh -huh. to Rick. So, so, so he disappeared. So he disappeared. And there's only one other way you can go, right? It's down. <laughs> you're, you're at the top of a mountain. Uh -oh. That's about it. So, um, <laughs> so we presumed that Rick had gone down. And the rest of the group started to descend. Well, here come some hikers up. Now, I'm talking, Fred, I'm talking a span of about five or six minutes here, okay? And we asked the groups coming up. First, there was a couple. Did you see a guy? And we described what Rick looked like. They looked at each other. No, we didn't see anybody like that. No, no. He, he said he would have been going down. You would have passed him just a few minutes ago. No, we didn't see him. And then went a little bit longer, a couple more minutes. Here comes a single guy coming up. Described Rick. Have you seen a guy that matches it? No, I don't think I passed anybody. <laughs> Come to find out, Rick was about, he was, he had hauled arse. You know, he had taken off and he was way down at the bottom for a long time before the rest of the group got there. And passed multiple people that we asked, have you seen this guy? And nobody identified as seeing him. And I struck that as amazing, especially having done this book and really had a tweak in my own awareness that people are so oblivious, even when they're hiking, that after a couple of minutes of a physical encounter with another human being, they don't recall it. Oh, okay. I, I was expecting some kind of time slip, time jumping story. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more of a uh, 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 levels of unawareness story. Yeah, that's that's... I guess that's how unaware we are. You, know? <laughs> you you say in the book that attention is the prime tool with which you create your reality. Yes, that's what I say. Huge statement. So why are attention and awareness so important? <clears throat> well, if you're not paying attention to it, it doesn't exist. In, in my view, <laughs> and it's just like Rick didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> out of out of sight, out of mind, we say. Um, and the moment you give it attention again, it starts existing. Whereas other stuff that you paid attention to previously recedes into the background. Okay. Now, whether you take this literally that things cease to exist or, or metaphorically doesn't matter. Fact is, in your experiential world, when you don't give it any attention. Uh, it's it's not really there for you, and you can't feel it, and you don't see it, you know, and you don't hear it. And the, and and in that sense, um, what you keep giving attention to becomes first more perceivable, uh, more feelable, and then finally more real. And I go one step further. It's not just perception. Is that you start? Is that your energy, your vibration, your frequency starts interacting? Uh, with that which you give attention to as if whatever you look looks back at you, okay? So we, we see this in that people who are constantly complaining, they simply uh, notice more to complain about, and they kind of magnetically attract more to complain about, okay? 
whatever you continually give your attention to, that becomes your world, your reality in the positive sense and in the negative sense. So change can be as easy as is, as easy as shifting the direction of your attention, shifting the direction of your awareness, okay? Just the simple act of looking at beautiful pictures uh, will, will, will change your entire mindset, attitude, and, and, and what happens in your day. Just shifting from a thought such as, how can I get the money, to I already have the money, uh, will, will, will change your body posture, your emotion, and by extension, what you experience, notice the opportunities you notice, and attract into your life. So I, I really, I'm a strong believer in this, <laughs> that that's all somebody needs, okay? That's, that's um, people read all these books on self-improvement and spirituality and uh, success and money-making, and they read and read and read and read, and there's loads of information there. But, but, but in my view, they'd be better served. I mean, I love books. I, I read them myself. I write them. But th th many people would be better served if they learned to, you know, practice and exercise their attention once in a while. If they just sat there, you know, on their, on their couch at home, uh, and then fixed one object and focused on it for five minutes, it would develop their will. It would develop their strength. Because when you're focusing on something, you're using your will. You're using your strength. And that, in my view, by the way, is not a quality of the mind. It's what I keep saying. It's not of the body-mind. Will and attention is a quality of the spirit. Your essential will for, from the core of your very spirit, okay? And that's why when you focus on something, your mind calms down. It, it, it stops, actually. It stops thinking. Your emotions calm down. Your, your physics, your physique uh, calms down. I mean, just in this act of focusing, there's so much to say about it, okay? Just uh, throughout the day, is, this is what I recommend. Look at an object and focus on it until you stabilize. You'll feel... It stabilizes you. You become steady. You become like a rock, okay? Moreover, you can do the same with thoughts. So if, if you're in chaos, if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, what you do is you close your eyes and focus on one thought and one thought only until all of that chaos and turbulence calms down. I mean, it's, it's so simple, and yet people... Don't, don't use it. Don't use the power of attention. In fact, many people don't even know. <laughs> and this is incredible to me. Many people don't even know that they can direct their own attention. So what happens is they have their reality determined by others. They have it directed by others. It's just random. They go through life. Okay. And you can see it in their eyes. They don't know that they can steer their own attention. So it's steered by the TV ad and by um, the parents and by um, the news and by the boss and, and, and whatever. And it just goes from place to place determined by other people. I find it incredible and amazing um, how, how, how many people don't even know this. They don't even know that they can choose to put their attention elsewhere and that something else is going to happen if they do so. Does that answer your question? More than answers the question. In fact, it makes me think my little example of Rick walking down the mountain. What if that had been, what if Rick was the reality that somebody wanted to manifest and they weren't paying attention, they weren't aware, they weren't open, and Rick walks right by them and they didn't even know he was there, didn't even see it on the trail. Oh, it happens, it happens all the time. You know, we, we want certain things and realities. And then when they show up, we don't even notice. You, you could, um, in fact, th that's one of my success principles is um, to notice what is already there, who is already there, what is already at your disposal. 
the riches that you already have, okay? I, I told this to my group in my last seminar in Switzerland. I said, you're looking for certain business opportunities, for example, and you're like, I, I just can't find them. But the room here that you're in is full of business opportunity. The other students that you're spending all day with are geniuses in their field. They're absolutely brilliant. And if you just talk to them a little and exchange business cards, you know, uh, a, a lot can happen from that. And, and after the course, it did. They got together. They started doing business together. We just often don't see the riches and the opportunities already at hand and already there. Your soulmate could be right next door. We do, however, focus our attention on something quite a bit as a society now, and you're developing an app for it. <laughs> we focus on that screen that we carry around in our purse and our pocket, don't we? Yeah, that's why I'm kind of reverse, I'm kind of using, um, I don't like the focus on, on screens all the time, so I'm making use of the problem uh, by, by injecting some awareness into that, yes. Because most of what comes out of apps is either information, which is just more uh, stuff into your mind, or entertainment, which is just a distraction from, you know, uh, from, from presence. So, so what I'm putting in there is, is neither information or entertainment, but actually awareness. And I'm making an app out of that. I mean, I, I love the internet and I love all these screens, but it's, it's kind of odd, you know, it's kind of strange to, I mean, anyone who's in a marriage or in a relationship has probably noticed how we use screens when, when we're tired of being present. <laughs> mm, that's true. That is true. It's the checkout tool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Let me put my phone down and turn it over here, right? You know, it's like, oh God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've 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 created the habit now to never take my phone to lunch or to breakfast uh uh with 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 my partner, you know, uh with my wife. And and, and to never take out my phone when I'm in a coaching with somebody or at a business meeting. Okay. Just, 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 just to leave it in because it's, it's, it's kind of disrespectful toward the person you're with and they feel that they feel the lack of attention and the lack of interest and, and, and it's just not right. So there's a time for, for screens uh, and there's a time for no screens. And it, for my taste, I mean, people spend too much time with television, internet, and their phones, which is kind of um, getting energy from from out there, you know. And and my hope is that people will um, eventually go back to getting energy from within, okay, not from entertainment, uh, but from from within, from their own imaginations. You see, TV is is kind of borrowing imagination from others. Um, it's not developing your own imagination. When you read books, you, you more tend to develop your own thinking and imagination. And TV is borrowed imagination. And that's that, that can be good sometimes because you're just too tired and, and exhausted to imagine stuff yourself, okay, or to do anything. But it's very passive. It's, it's not I wouldn't recommend it for people who are deeply into self-development. I wouldn't recommend watching TV every single day or watching a show on the internet every single day. You know, even, even social media, I, I use these things. I'm a success-oriented and conscious person, so I'm going to use these things. I'm not just going to passively sit there and randomly browse for hours. I might do that once in a while, okay? Seek out entertainment, but that shouldn't be entertain. What I'm saying is that entertainment, if you make entertainment the main focus of your life, you're not going to achieve all that much. Let me advocate another area that we might hyper-focus or fix focus on that could be shifted. And that would be on our past. When we did our coaching, in fact, back in December, you uncovered quickly 
some areas of focus that I had too much attachment to what had happened in my life, experiences, negative results, etc., that had become, in my as I was framing them up, as current patterns. Would you say that we focus too much on what has happened in the past, therefore it must happen now in the future? Yeah, it seems like humans tend to feel uncomfortable if they can't define themselves by what happened in their past. So they, they, they want to have some sense of belonging and purpose. And if they don't have that sense of something interesting or purpose or belonging in the present, they seek it through what happened in their past. So they say, I am this and this person because of this and this and this and this and this, what happened in the past. So essentially, if, if somebody's too preoccupied with the past, they don't have anything interesting to do in the present, is, is what I say. And yes, of course, uh, people put too much attention on the past, which no longer exists, and thereby recreate the past. Because when you remember the past, the emotions of it come back up, you recreate it, and you experience it over and over and over again, which is why uh, people live like in the movie Groundhog Day, where every day is similar to the day before. And just becoming aware of that and saying, okay, I'm going to shift back to the present and try to get really interested in what's happening right now or find something interesting to do, you know, or interesting people to meet right now, um, we'll, we'll, we'll overcome that. Anybody who, who has problems, just the word problems, is, is focused on the past because most problems are in the past, actually. It's, it's, um, <laughs> they're either in the future or in the past. Rarely are problems, real problems that you can't handle in, in the present. So we make up all these things that happened and assume they're going to happen again in the future. And, and, and that's, that's really how, how a person can get way more energy you ask me why I have all this productivity and energy. It's because I'm, I don't, I don't care about the past. You know, I don't, um, I, um, just because I achieved something, for example, in success, if you think uh, you've achieved something in the past and you rest on that, you know, you're not going to produce anything new and you're not going to take your business to the next level. My attitude is I haven't achieved anything yet. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come, and what is happening today is, is what matters. If people do this in relationships, for example. They're like, um, well, don't you remember? Let's say I, um, you, someone treats their partner badly today, you know, and, and their partner says, well, I'm going to leave you. And, and you say, well, yeah, but don't you remember the good times we were in? Uh, don't you remember all the good times we had? And the, But the truth is it doesn't matter. It matters how you treat your partner today. It doesn't matter how you treated your partner one year ago, two years ago. It matters how you treat them today. And relying on the past and resting on the past is a rep recipe for failure. Just because you had uh, a good seminar, you know, 10 years ago uh, doesn't mean that this one that you can rely on what you did 10 years ago. you got to reinvent yourself and bring something fresh to the table, uh, especially with age. As you age, you got to make sure to stay fresh and not rely on past successes and past greatness. So both positive, not only what I'm saying here is that not only negative memories can, can stop you, also Resting on positive memories can stop you. Uh, too much focus on the past in general is certainly a, a, a limitation. I would imagine there are people, there have to be people that are listening to this, that are struggling with some real challenges in one key area of their life. You know, when you run out of paycheck before you run out of month, or if you're husband comes in drunk again and the kids are crying or if you've just been to the doctor for the third time and this time the report is not good how do you advise people to shift their awareness and their attention away from these uh, current events that are soaking up their attention in, an, in not a good way 
Well, I can I can guarantee that uh, if they're facing these problems, their attention is stuck in the past, um, and 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 usually these problems repeat. Um, so I, I have this. There's this one woman uh, that wrote to me the other day um, that is absolutely broke. Okay, and and she doesn't know how to how to pay the rent, and and um, she wrote the same thing to me five years ago. She's simply repeating the past. She's repeating it over and over and over again, and I don't know if I can get through to her. There's 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 zero change in her. Okay, she doesn't want to pay for coaching with me and, and my time is limited so I can only you know respond with one email and I don't know if that gets through to her but um, this is to her and to all the other people who struggle you, you have to if, if you're not surrounded by good things to give your attention to well guess what you have to make them up you have to imagine them and that's where imagination comes in we always attract more of what we're looking at, what we're feeling, looking at, and hearing, and telling ourselves with our words, okay? And if, if this lady keeps telling me I'm absolutely broke, that's what she's giving her attention to. So you got to change that inner conversation, change what you're looking at, and change what you're feeling and hearing. You got to give your attention to something entirely different. And if you're not surrounded by that, if you're surrounded by a person that, who keeps telling me, you are absolutely broke, you are absolutely broke, and the economy is going down, and we're in a recession, and whatever, um, you got to find a place and a space and time to give your attention to other stuff. Uh, on, a, on a very, if, if you're doing that bad, you got to do that massively, not just a short little visualization meditation of five minutes but it's got to be ongoing okay after the short visualization meditation of five minutes you might browse uh, on, on your iphone or samsung phone you might browse uh, hundreds of beautiful pictures and then you might go out into nature and take a walk as if you were healthy uh, and then you might um, work on a project you've always wanted to work on, and then you might, and then you might, and then you might. You could go on all day, and eventually, uh, with 100% certainty, you're going to get out of it because you've redirected your awareness, okay? And that's all there is to it. Uh, you got to, and that also includes, you know, it includes everything. Uh, the moment you again say, I'm absolutely broke, you're shifting back to the old thing, and you got to get away from that. Why not say, well, um, I might be a little short now, but um, uh, in one month from now, it's it's going to ease up. I, I'd like more money. I, I wouldn't mind much more money. I wouldn't mind, you know, $10,000 on my account uh, in the next two weeks. I wouldn't mind that. I'm not talking about affirmations here, obviously. I'm just talking about gradually changing your inner conversation, okay? Not overpowering it with positive thinking, but gradually shifting it, gently thinking it. So rather than saying, I am abundant and rich, like many people do, well, they're not abundant and rich, they're not going to believe that. They'd say, I wouldn't mind being abundant and rich. So when you do so-called affirmations, you got to choose things that you already believe in. And you do, most people would believe the phrase, I wouldn't mind being abundant and rich. And most people would not believe I am abundant and rich. Most people would believe I wouldn't mind if the doctor give me, gives me good news or it would be great if my health improves or I'm open toward improvement of my health. Whereas phrases such as um, I am totally healthy, they might not believe. So one way to shift your attention is by changing your words and your inner mental conversation. Another way is to look at other things, to hear other things, and to do other things. Okay, there needs to be some shift. And as you keep shifting, keep shifting, it gains a momentum of its own and becomes easier. And then you don't need as much practice because it's it, it, it's the ball is rolling all by itself. 
Okay. I, I'm in such a, for example, I'm in this momentum right now, this fire, this spark of, of productivity. And it's effortless for me to maintain it because I've been focusing for such a long time. So it's completely effortless if you focus for a while. So the beginning of all focus is, is difficult, I'd say. It's, it requires a effort of will. And you do it until it becomes effortless, until it becomes second nature and subconscious. And that's the whole idea behind reality creation and um, focusing of attention. We'll talk more about this in a podcast when we discuss the latest of the two books, the newest one, Reality, Creation, and Manifesting. I wanted to, you almost defined it, you almost described it there, but is there a fine line when we begin to concentrate and focus our attention on something, our awareness, that that could turn into neediness, lack, want, etc.? Yeah, it's um, there's a difference between thinking I, I want money and I have money. That's the, the fine line. When you talk about focusing as much as you are doing right now, what do you do to break your focus and to reset? My example is I go for a hike. I love hiking in these incredibly magnificent mountains around here. That helps me hit the reset button. What do you do to hit the reset button? Well, th throughout my life, I always have uh, different phases. Right now, I have the tennis phase. I, I go, uh, I live right beside a tennis court. I, I walk over there, you know, and I, I play tennis almost every day. Um, love making, or, or just um, I, I've I've created the habit of no longer working on Sunday, like. Like they used to do, <laughs> you know. Uh, in, in, in oh, a day off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I found there's there's a there's a purpose behind that, you know, not to work on the seventh day, and I kind of lost that over the years. I, I I would work any time, on any day, and since about four weeks, I'm 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 trying this uh, like they used to do it in the good old days, you know. I'm trying this Sunday no work thing. And it's been difficult. It's been challenging in the beginning. The first weeks were very challenging, not to work at all. Okay, not even the house, not even in the house, nothing. And what what happened initially is that I got all these ideas, these wonderful ideas, uh, when I deliberately switched off and stopped. It was it was beautiful, and and this urge to do more. I think. That may want to be one of the reasons, one of the things that spiked my productivity, not working on one day at all, being completely lazy. Another thing I might do is uh, take a walk, you know, it can be as simple as taking a walk, uh, it can be as simple as spending time with somebody you love, with your child or spouse or whatever. Uh, and once in a while, I'll, I'll watch a movie, you know, or um, listen to an audio book or, or read a book. Hey, I've got some good suggestions for you. Okay. <laughs> Keep you busy for about 30 hours. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh Well, actually to to be honest, to be honest, uh, I actually listened to the latest audiobook you did of mine uh, the other day for a while. I usually don't listen to them for that long. I just browse them and I listen to it for a while, and when you speak my audiobooks, it's as if another author wrote it. And it was quite interesting. I thought, oh, that's amazing. You know, that's that's really, that's, a, wow. I, I didn't even recognize it as something I had written. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. I thought, I can't believe. That's wild. Yeah, I thought, wow, that this is really interesting. I forgot all about that. This is really great. This is actually quite a good book. <laughs> Let's wrap up here with one uh, section from the book. I don't want to give this away now. This is a This is a whole chapter. But there's a tool that you created that you call psychonavigation that is specifically to help people shift their focus intentionally. And I'll tell you, the exercise that you lay out made a huge difference to me. I did it extensively for probably about two weeks after reading it, where you shift your attention from one thing to the next, and you have a specific protocol of how you do it, and there's steps and stages and everything. Boy, I mean, and that's what made me so 
I think, alert and attune to the fact that these people on the trail hadn't seen our buddy because it just it so opened my awareness to so many different things that were around me. Yeah, I, I actually uh, wrote that 15 years ago. But that's that's the amazing thing. Um, Psychonavigation is is, uh, is is if if you wanted to train that ability, it's it's one way you could train it um, by by doing sessions. And and what it teaches, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I want people to read it. What it really teaches is that you can apply the attention to anything. Okay, to any, to anything at all. It's it's your most basic tool. It's your strongest and most basic tool that you're equipped with when you're born on planet Earth. And it's it's uh, fascinates me that it's not taught in school. Um, you know, it's the first thing you should learn how to direct uh, your attention, how to release attention from things that bother you. How to how to split attention and so forth, and uh, it's they don't teach that at school. All they teach you is what to put attention on. They don't teach you attention itself. They don't discuss attention. They don't discuss thought either. They tell you what to think instead of discussing how to use thought, and that's utterly fascinating. Uh, Psychonavigation was never published in book form. I was ha- I've had it on my computer since 15 years. I once uh, put it out as a downloadable PDF, you know, but it, it's it's the first time it's in book form. It's one of my oldest writings, one of my very first writings, long time ago. It, it, it's a psychonavigation is a one tool for everything, for everything, literally for anything. You also have um, an attention course on your website that you said in one of the two books, this one or um, Reality, Creation, and, Manifesta- and Manifestation, you, you said that it is, if you had one course that was the most important course that reflected your work, the attention course would be the one. Yeah, it's um, my, my other courses sell much better. Uh, but this one is the one I choose. If if a person were to choose only one training, it would be the attention course. It's an audio training full of uh, guided attention exercises. And um, I think it's available for 299 or so. It's available for free to anyone who does the 999 uh, video course. It's just the, the, the tool is just beautiful. It's just... Um, it teaches different ways to use um, attention. It's, for example, most people don't even know that their their attention is too hard when they concentrate on something. Okay, it's like uh, it's gripping too tight. Just like you could use your hand to hold something too tight, you can use your attention to grip something too tight, and that's how they get creases around their eyes and on their forehead when they age. <laughs> as a matter of fact, um, yeah, people don't even know that about attention. There's a lot to learn about this uh, spirit skill, as I call it, the spiritual skill. Um, I do have one free publicly available video on that, which is called uh, Learning More Quickly by Softening Your Attention. And again, that is my least viewed video of, of all the all the new videos I have on YouTube. You know, it's just people don't quite get it yet. They don't quite yet get how important it is. And that's going to change as the consciousness of uh, the planet rises. I mean, what sells really well in, in terms of my courses is stuff on money and stuff on relationships and stuff on health. And the stuff on attention... It sells well, too, but it doesn't catch on as much as the other stuff. People still think that it's about the money or the love or the success or the health. But the root of all of that is in your attention. And that's why it's the most important. That's the thing people should be interested in and learning about and developing as a skill. Attention is the root of it all. 
when you say in the book that attention is the prime tool with which you create your reality, what you just said, <laughs> it's like if somebody doesn't take a deep dive into this topic, and here is almost 10 hours of recorded material accumulated over 15 years by Fred, uh, this is definitely something that uh, would be worth somebody's attention. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it should have been taught in school. It's so basic, you know, and, and people should uh, really everyone in the world could could use it in, in any any from any social class, any culture, any age could could make very good use of it. Fred, it is always great catching up with you, my friend. I think we are becoming a brand of sorts here. This is like number seven or something. So it's like, keep them, you keep them coming, I'll keep recording them. How about that? Yeah, but people always ask me to record my own books because uh, they like my voice. But um, I think it's it, there's something nice about involving others um, and, 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 and working as a team. There's something special about that. Eventually, I will record one book myself, but it will be a short book, you know, um, because I'm saying this now because people keep asking me about it. Um, I, I, I like collabor collaborating with, with other people. And, you know, if, if also another business thing, if you involve other people in your success and they can make money on it, they're going to um, promote it and advertise for it. You know, so good business is always uh, working with others. It's never working alone. That as a side note, and I hope we do many, 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 many books more. There's actually, um, let's see, I've got two out now. There's uh, several more um, down the line. There's one, two, three, four. There's at least five more books uh, just from the blog, not to mention other books that I'm still writing. I know what we could do. Why don't I write short books and give them to you and you record my books? <laughs> I'll keep them short for you. 50 All right, pages, 50, 60 that, pages. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's funny. Okay, that's, that's really funny. We, we, we might even do that. <laughs> you don't want to launch into a 150-hour deal to crank out an audio book. That's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of work. All right, we will talk to you on the next podcast when we discuss reality creation and manifestation, which is another incredible work. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with us here. All right, thank you. So isn't that funny that I should write a short book and let Fred record it? I think that would be hilarious. So <laughs> let's do this. I'm writing a book right now, just started on it, and it's going to be short. And it's a topic that I would imagine, for, in fact, Fred mentions it in... Uh, the next book that's coming out, Reality, Creation, and Manifestation, he talks about this particular topic that I'm writing this book on. I'll share it with you later. But um, why don't you write in to me, Thomas, at subconsciousmindmastery.com, and what I'd like you to do is tell me why you would like to hear Fred narrate my next book. <laughs> tell, Write an email of why you would like to hear Fred do the book, and I will probably bundle them and pass them along to Fred when I ask him if he would be willing to do it. So another thing, if you will write me here in the fall of 2016, around the launch of Miracles of Attention and Awareness, I will send you a free gift. Not going to tell you what it is, but I can tell you you're going to like it. Now, I don't have many to give away, so early bird gets the worm here. So write me and tell me what awareness means to you. I want you to put in the subject matter, in fact, awareness audiobook. And then tell me what awareness and attention mean to you or how you could further develop or would like to develop attention and awareness in your life. Thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com. Also, I've noticed that many of you are entering your email in the upper right side of the website, subconsciousmindmastery.com, to be notified when there are new podcasts out. Thank you for your interest in that. That is an email list that only I keep, as I've mentioned several times before. It is only for you to receive a notification of new episodes. You will never get another email from signing up for that list, not even an email acknowledging that you signed up. But it works, so just realize when you sign up for that, it is only for you to get new episode information. 
And speaking of, we will be back perhaps on the next podcast. I don't know. We'll see. I might do one more in there or might just let Fred have it. We'll just see how it works out. But the next one will be monumental, the century mark, number 100. And when we do come back, whether it's that one or the next one or the next one, we will be talking again with the incomparable Fred Dodson, and we will discuss the most comprehensive collection of true reality creation material, I would say, on the planet It's the second book that we've talked about in this interview, which is now captured on audio, 15 and a half hours, simply called Reality Creation and Manifestation. It is virtually every tool, not everyone, but almost everyone, every technique, theory, practicum that Fred has created on how to create reality. It is a deep dive master's class of the things that work to help you create the life that you want to live. In fact, he does some debunking of some of the more popular, uh, let's say, Law of Attraction, the movie The Secret, etc. And he debunks some of that information and tells you what really works according to the true laws of the universe. This is some amazing stuff, folks. And I'll tell you, I am honored every day to be participating with Fred in it. And it all came from listening and then taking action on an intuitive prompt almost four years ago. So this is how we talk about in these nearly 100 episodes how this can literally alter the course of your life in positive ways. When you listen to that still, small voice inside and then follow what it says. So thank you for listening. Blessings to each of you for an abundant life of joy, peace, and love. I hope to hear from you very soon. Namaste and enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.